through the month of February, we've been watching a video series which is um, a bit in-house, so I apologise if uh, this is your first time here. But we've been looking at the culture of C3 and how we can, we can envisage, and, th and I think these videos help us, what it's, what it's like to go from a local church situation to seeing what's happening globally around the world in the, in the C3 movement. And we've looked at uh, various expressions of faith, we've looked at people's different sacrifices, we've looked at the love that people have experienced from around the world. And so this morning, the final video actually talks more about the vision uh, of the C3 movement. And so we're going to watch that video, then I'm going to come up and uh, talk a little bit about our uh, I Love My Church Sunday after that. So turn your eyes to the screen. For C3, I'm looking through the eyes of the upcoming generation yeah, that's and how they are seeing it. And that's pretty much what it looks like. So if they're talking community, if they're talking uh, relevance to uh, today's millennial, uh, and they're, they're creating and designing services that are aimed at reaching them and it's successful, then that's how I see the future. I think for us to have a vision and and put a and it's got a price tag on it, and then to say, hey, you guys fulfill this, would you? Is not going to help them at all. They need to own it in their own heart. And, and pretty much, I am. Uh, towards the end of projecting vision for the entire movement except in very big terms like one million worshippers around the world 1,000 churches uh, to and, and we will but they are not cultural uh, pictures they are numeric and they are to keep us thinking big and in the doable zone, because I think both of those are very doable. And we will keep working towards making those happen. But I also think, if I could uh, just say one other thing, uh, that the emergence of groups within our movement is obviously a direction that is already happening. And so I think keeping a spirit of unity so that they don't become too much of like a silo in themselves, so that there is this interconnection between a movement plus those themed groups within, within C3 is going to be something that we'll all learn how to do uh, in a healthy way, in a respectful way, and in a way that keeps us united because we're way better together than we are apart. I think one of the things that, and the word I keep, we all keep hearing, is um, family. Mm -hmm. And it's being used almost like we're home uh, people keep saying this is family and I reckon that's one of the key things that does that right. because it's not being unified by a structure or, right. or a model of church yeah. there's a bigger um, you know mechanism called family that keeps us together and, and no matter where we get together in our regions all over the world different culturally and, and languages but it all feels yeah. yeah, it feels like when we first walked into the church. And there's a thread, and we're home. It feels like that on a larger scale, and I think that, despite our differences, it's that diversity with unity thing. Yeah, but I think the family thing keeps us hooked. And we'll always be that. The older we get, sure. then our sons and our daughters, natural and spiritual, will become bigger. Then we've got grandchildren, great grandchildren, and if we just keep that good vibes 
happening. Yeah. That would be my ultimate goal, to yeah. wherever I go, that I'm just there to be Mama Chris, to be, yeah. to, to celebrate yeah. the next generation and the next generation, yeah. you know, and to, to be there in any, to do whatever I'm asked to do. I think to keep the basics basic and to keep, to do them beautifully and to keep the main thing, the main thing, if, if yeah. the salvation of lost people yeah. is maintained as the highest expression of what we're trying to do, that shapes everything from how the money is spent, how we structure ourselves, what gets priority in resources and budget and personnel. If reaching lost people and discipling them in the church remains the priority, I think that if we're guardians of that, we will secure the future health. Because that's why movements don't, don't remain. Right. And I think one of the keys to that is just keep church planning. Yeah. Yes. Keep that alive. Because yeah. they just start, it keeps it fresh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because every time someone new starts, it's they're starting in that new era. Yeah. So it's keep... inconvenient and uncomfortable. It's <laughs> and costly. <laughs> and, yeah. But but if you're not Sorry, living God. an inconvenient and uncomfortable life, you are dissatisfied as a Christian. Yeah, that's right. It, when you are useful and generous and giving, even though it stretches you, you feel meaningfulness yeah, yeah. and the satisfaction of living your fullest life. It's like you would never change anything, would you? Right. right. Like, I mean, maybe something. <laughs> there's a few the things, basics. but the basics yeah. you yeah, would never exactly. change. Yeah. How about you, Simon? If we'd known what this was going to be like when we started, we'd never have done it. <laughs> but having done it, yes. we would never change a thing. Oh, that's that's, that's exactly. I'm excited to be here in 2020. Uh, the future for C3, I see enlargement. I just see uh, so many more ones coming to know Jesus and there'd just be a greater influence across the nations. I'm super excited for the future of C3. Well, so now we're in 2020. It, it does just feel like one chapter is closing and another chapter is opening. I think we're going to go into nations that we've never been in before, regions that we've never been in. I think, I don't, I don't think we've seen what God can do with young people yet. I, I think we're gonna have a move of God in young people around the world. I think teenagers are gonna come into their own. I, I reckon we're gonna have some churches that are 30, 50,000 people in nations that some of us don't even realize that God's doing something in. And I reckon that's out of the seed that's been sown around the world. We're about to see a move of God unprecedented. I think our great hope uh, for C3 is that we would be a movement of churches that endure. And uh, I think our history is so young. For much of our history, we have been first generation, second generation churches. Uh, but now we are entering into a new day where we have the third and the fourth generation. Uh, and our hope is that many years to come, there would be uh, over a million worshippers uh, in C3 churches all around the world. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that we're going to see that happen. I see Edinburgh, C3 Edinburgh, in a position in the future where um, the community around us thrives as we thrive. We want to see so many lives transformed by the gospel. We just want to see people touched by the gospel. Just yeah. lives transformed, families transformed, um, people inspired with purpose, people inspired to live creatively and find community, um, children safe and, and excited about their lives and their prospects. 
a city that doesn't look to the past to find its identity, but um, can believe in something beautiful for its future. I feel like my formative years have been about this year, you know, the 2020 vision in C3. Uh, and, and yet now that we're here, uh, it, feels, it feels like a sense of completion with one breath and the beginning of something entirely new in the next breath. I actually am convinced that, um, you know, the best hasn't even begun yet. The best is yet to be for our C3 uh, movement across the planet. Yeah, it's so weird that 2020 is like now, like yeah. happening. Because um, it was the 2020 vision back in 2003 that inspired me to want to be a church planner. Right. And now we're living it, right. which is weird. What was the first vision that I ever like even heard in a church? Yeah. Like I was a teenager when we heard the 2020 vision and I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't think I wanted to be a part of it then, but look, now I am, but... Looking at 20, the 2020 vision now, and then now believing for the next chapter and, and the future, there's like definitely a sobering responsibility that the price was paid by people that have gone before us, and now here, here we are, that, that responsibility to carry it forward. Just so grateful and so thankful that the page was set for us. I often say it feels like we're riding the wave that was created for us. Like people give us credit, for, but it's not. Like we're just experiencing the fruit of someone else's sacrifice. You know, for me, I believe our movement is just beginning. This movement will continue on an exponential course to gather millions into the kingdom of God because it's been consistent with the vision that God has given it. It's unstoppable and it's unbelievable. I am C3. We are 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 C3. On est C3. We are 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 C3.
question is, what do you see? Well, what do I see? I see you. Aren't you glad? Like it says on the video, I see the house of God thriving. I see people bonded in love and united by faith. But I see more than that. When I look out, I see people who've endured quarantine alone, still holding their heads high. I see people who have braved lockdowns to get married with incredible optimism. I see people who have had babies in isolation with great courage. I see people who have faced illness and disease with amazing faith. I see people who have adapted to online church and back again with a sense of overcoming victory, not to mention a sense of humour. I see people who have taken a stand for Jesus and stood firm while the world around them shakes. Ephesians 6.10 says, Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's army, army, armour, so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. I think that throughout 2020, we have been true to that scripture and we've needed every single piece of that armour. At this time, last year, I laid out a vision for the approaching year, completely unaware of the impending storm that was about to break. I actually made this statement to start out 2020. I said, faith requires us to have the courage as a church to constantly evolve and update what we're doing to reach our community. Little did I know how much faith and how much courage would be required by you the people of C3 Norwood over that year. I talked about the plans for our chapel service, which is no more. I explained how our family service would remain unchanged, and it's now almost unrecognisable, mainly through the efforts of a number of nerds, technically minded people, shall we say, burning much midnight oil to bring us very quickly into a, an age where we could communicate personally and digitally at the same time. We had great plans for dinner parties, which soon became an awkward mixture of in-person and online meetings. Um, who knows, food doesn't taste the same when you eat it over a Zoom connection. Um, conversations tend to be a bit stilted when you've got five people staring at you from a screen and nobody knows who's going to say the first thing and nobody wants to say anything inappropriate because the, there's no whispering in corners. Everybody hears what you're saying. But it managed to keep us connected when we needed it most. Our youth, of course, thrived on the digital transition. Although Cody cheated by halving his workload by marrying Mariah so that they could lead the youth together. C3 Kids and Family became a true labour of love with materials being delivered to homes for kids to use during lockdown. When we came back, unfortunately, social distancing never caught on in C3 Kids although the hand sanitizer had to be put out of reach as the kids absolutely loved using it. <laughs> Our Beyond programs became a lifeline for the Eastern District's Domestic Violence Service as their service, as their requirements reached breaking point. And while our efforts to support them may have seemed inadequate to us, they were indeed a lifesaver to the staff and the clients in that centre. I don't think... Uh, you know, even from what they have told us and the video message they sent us, I don't think we can understand the impact, the fact that we just didn't forget about them made in the lives of those people. 
We couldn't go to Fiji last year, but we continued our support for the school children, the school children in Lovu with the sponsorships that we kept going. So where does that leave us today? It's been almost 12 months since the world changed in March last year with lockdowns as COVID rolled across the globe. I think you can tell from that video that much of that was recorded before COVID hit some of those countries. But during that time, we have stayed faithful and strong, protected by that armour I spoke of earlier. And so I think now, as the new year dawns, well, it's dawned for a bit, it's March the 1st tomorrow, but it's time for us to change gears, to renew promises, to rise again anew to take on the Great Commission. We read that in Matthew 28, 19, where it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Notice it says go. One of the biggest problems we've had during COVID is that you're not allowed to go. You're not allowed to go anywhere. And the thing is, although that, this has been for our safety, this has been in obedience to government regulations and laws, no matter what we've thought of them. But because of the, the increased and heightened awareness that we have of our own health, the health of the other people in our community, elderly people, immunocompromised people. We, we've actually developed, I think, as a, as a society, this, this culture of isolation. And it's, it's affected us in church life. I mean, you think if, if you're feeling the slightest bit sick, you can watch church online. Hi there. And you don't have to come in. And that, that's actually great because we, we don't want to spread sickness. But it's also given us this idea that, for instance, if you want to invite people to church, you know, you, you might invite them on a Monday, but you don't know by the next Sunday whether you're actually going to be allowed to go to church, how many people you can fit in church, what the regulations are going to be. And I think there's, unconsciously there's been an effect where we have shrunk back from actually doing what it says to go into all the nations and preach the gospel. And so one thing I know is that old habits will not carry us into new goals and dreams. Even the habits of 2020, in fact, I should say specifically, some of the habits in 2020 that we've developed may have got us here, but will not take us further. Mark 2.21 says, Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. That scripture actually tells us an amazing, uh, an amazing truth about God, and that is that he's not in the business of repairing us. He's in the business of renewing us. He doesn't actually want to stick patches on us to sew up the tears, whatever. He wants us to throw away the old and he wants us to be renewed, to put away the old, take on new habits, new behaviours and new vision. And so for this month of February, we've been gathering around what God is doing through C3 globally. That's given us all a bigger picture of what we are a part of and hopefully that has helped us recognise that God is still at work in the difficult times. And we need to lift our eyes and see. We need to turn our ears to heaven to hear the voice of God for us today. What can we do 
in these days? How can he use us to bring people into a relationship with Jesus? What is God saying to you individually? What is he saying to us as a church? Because God is calling us corporately and as individuals to do something. We all have dreams. We all have goals. Things we know we should do or want to to achieve this year. But it's not until God gets on those things with his power and his anointing that everything changes. So today we're going to do three things. This can even can mean one of two only things. We're going to do three things today. The first, we're going to encourage you throughout this year, throughout 2021, because remember this is 2021, not 20. It is a new year. We're going to be helping you ask the question why. Because I think we're actually very good at the what and the how. I think we could, we could continue on doing church with the how in our mind, because we know how. We could probably do it blindfolded a lot of the time, without thinking. But I think it's important that we ask ourselves the question, why? This is going to be our word for 2021. This year, we want to renew our faith, our confidence, our motivation and our purpose by visiting the reasons for our faith in Jesus. Who is God and why does he love us? Why is it important to know him personally? Why is prayer essential? Why is reading God's word so life-giving? And if it isn't, why isn't it? Why should we come to church? Why give? Throughout this year, our preaching is going to focus on these and other important questions to help us develop a fresh love for the things of God and his church. This will enable us to do life together, focusing on our relationship with God rather than the things we do for God because we will get to have a revelation of the why rather than the what. The second thing I want us to do is give. Every year we take up an I Love My Church offering and there's an envelope on your seat for that very purpose. In fact, if you're sitting on it, you can get it out from underneath your bottom. I know it's probably all nice and warm if you've done that. And I, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to fill that out, to actually consider contributing to that every year we've taken up and i love my church offering as a, as a faith offering for your dreams and visions for the year and for the church vision a sort of a seed offering in fact uh, i believe later that you will be receiving some very real seeds to do some very real sowing to see what i don't know what they are so we can see what comes of that but this is this has always been something a, a, a sign that we are actually prepared to do something, to sow something into the future of our church for the, for the coming year. But this year, our offering is going to go to bless someone else. Our offering is going to go to a couple called Stick and... Stick. <laughs> don't, t don't tell him I said that. Nick and Stacey LaGreca. <laughs> oh dear, I hope that doesn't stick. Uh, who are planting a C3 in the western suburbs of Adelaide later this year. Now some of you know Nick and Stacey, I think that's, that's them up there. He's not a stick. Um, but many of you don't, so let, let me tell you a bit about them. Uh, they've served Oxford, C3 Oxford Falls in Sydney for, must be nearly 20 years, it may even be over 20 years. First of all as the youth pastors 
for many years. And then as the kids' pastors. Who's ever been to a presence conference or a, a phenomena conference or any of the youth conferences that held? Nick and Stacy always ran either the youth or the kids' ministries at those conferences. And I, I can remember walking across the, uh, the, the park at, at, in Sydney at the uh, entertainment centre there with a, a big top set up in the middle. Um, and the noise coming out of that was phenomenal. And that's where the kids or the youth uh, were holding their, their services. And uh, Nick and Stacey had the mis- um, and th- they were the courage to um, actually run all of that. They did an absolutely fabulous job with those. I can remember taking uh, our youth, who are probably uh, some of our young adults, in fact, our young families now, and I'm sure they remember some of the great times they had at Phenomena Youth Conferences. And so after serving there for 20 years in an incredibly bold and, and I guess sacrificial move, they brought their young family to Adelaide in December last year. They managed to negotiate the various lockdowns and border closures and everything and get everybody across here. Uh, without a job, without a home, although they've sold their home in Sydney, but they have moved out here on faith because they believe that God has called them here to plant a church in our western suburbs. They're sitting in C3 Adelaide Hills at the moment. Uh, Bruce and Julie are helping them sort of with all the logistics of getting things started. But I think it would be great for us to actually start out our year with a, a, a firm commitment to seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ spread in Adelaide beyond our church circumstances, beyond our area of influence in the western suburbs of Adelaide. And so I encourage you right now, get, get it out right. Who, who needs a pen? Anybody need? Uh, Liz has got some pens here. Keep your hand up uh, and Liz will distribute those. Uh, if you're online, of course, uh, you won't be able to get a pen, uh, but I'm sure you can find one in your house somewhere. You won't have an envelope, uh, but there are details on the screen behind me. And I would love it if you guys would get involved and uh, you can give electronically uh, using those details there. Uh, make sure you, you market um, either Nick and Stacy or um, C3 West or, or um, I Love My Church. There you go. Somebody's more organized than I am. Uh, forget all I said, market I Love My Church. And uh, we will make sure that uh, we get it to them. And, and uh, my hope is that we'll actually be able to get them here. And uh, we can actually get to see them in person, meet them. Um, I reckon we should get them to preach. Who, who? No, you don't know them. Let me tell you, you need to get them to preach. They're, they've had a, a close connection with Vicky and I. They actually, uh, Nick actually married uh, both of our children, not him personally. <laughs> he, he conducted the ceremony uh, for Kirsty and Brendan and Ben and Georgia. And so we know that these are uh, great people and we believe they've got a great future here in, uh, in Adelaide. So uh, um, that's something I think that's worthwhile for us to sow into, to see the influence of the kingdom of God grow in our city. I'll just give you a couple more moments to fill those out. We're not going to uh, go around and pick, pick those up now. Um, if you've filled in the envelope, just hold it with you. And uh, as you exit the building at the end of the service, uh, there will be a basket there uh, for you to pop these in. And uh, I believe that there will be a slight exchange going on as you drop your offering into the basket, you will receive uh, 
something that I think Carmen's going to talk about uh, a bit later on. Okay, the last thing I want us to do today is to commit to doing something new. There's a card on your seat that looks like this. And on the other side, actually it looks like that if I hold it up the right way. <laughs> it's going to think I've printed a dud one, but no. Uh, and on the other side, it actually has two lines. And I, I don't want you to think too much about this because I, I think this is a, a gut feeling that should be true for most of us. Uh, we all know where we fall short. We all know what direction we should take to take with where God is leading. And so I want you just to take to heart the scripture that's on the card there. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. And so my, my call is basically write down the first thing you think of because that's probably the thing that you know that you, you need to work on. Uh, if it's personally, and, and you don't have to over-spiritualise it. If, if growing personally means that you actually schedule a holiday for your family and actually take it when you say you're going to, um, that can be a good thing. Um, if, it, if, if it is something spiritual and you realise that during COVID you've stopped reading the Bible, then it's a good time to start again. Um, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, and when, you, when it's growing the kingdom of God, Again, that's whatever's on, on your heart, whether it's getting involved in uh, dinner parties, you might want to volunteer in the church, you just might want to do something outside that, you might want to get involved in our outreach to uh, the women's shelter, you might want to come to Fiji. Um, I, well, I'm not sure that that's going to happen this year either, but you know, we are praying and believing that at some time in the future we, we're going to be able to go back over there and, and start building again. So whatever it is, put it down there. And, and be honest. You can be honest because you're not giving these away. You're not giving these to us. We're not going to read them. Massive sigh of relief. So you can be honest because you get to keep these. But at the end of the service, what we're going to do is we're going to anoint them with oil. We're going to ask you to come forward and we're going to anoint these dreams, these visions, these goals, if you like, for this year so that you can uh, take them home and start to work on them. Now, if you're online, of course, um, unfortunately, we can't slide one of these through the camera at you. But I encourage you, while they're at home, to find a pen and a piece of paper and write those two things down. Something that you're going to do to grow personally this year and something you're going to do to grow the kingdom of God this year. And when you've written them down, we're going to close your part of the service for you in a moment, but we're going to pray over those goals and dreams that you have put down. And we can't, as I said, we can't do things through the camera. Um, and so we're not going to anoint those. But if you've got, you can do that yourself. Uh, it doesn't take much if you've got some uh, good olive oil in the kitchen. Though even safflower oil will do, although I'm, sure, I'm not sure that that's actually uh, anointed. Um, but uh, if you've got any oil, almond oil is a good one, um, then, uh, you know, just... Anoint it and uh, let's pray this prayer. You guys who are here in person can join with me as we, as we do that. But let's just, uh, let's just lift up those goals, those dreams and those visions to God as we commit to them this morning. So if you're onli online, just uh, put your hand on what you've written or put your hand on your heart if you haven't written anything down yet. And let's just pray. 
Almighty God, we stand here in a new year. We stand here committing to be new wineskins, to cast off the old, to let your new spirit flow through us. We pray, Lord, that you renew us, renew our strength, so that we can take the new wine that you have for us. What we have written down, we commit to right now. We pray, Jesus, that you bless our goals, our dreams, that you give us the courage and the strength to fulfill what we have done. And we pledge to do them this year to the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.